Hey everybody, welcome. This is Mark Mascola. I want to welcome you to Powerless to Powerful. This is the number one positive side of addiction podcast. And I usually say this is for men, but I, you know, I, I guess it's for women too. You know, I, I do uh, do a whole lot of guy-specific stuff just because I, I know what I had to go through in awakening my masculine soul to the heart of God to get myself on the positive side of addiction and understand what I was doing wrong. I mean, what was keeping me from from being the best and most powerful version of myself, the guy that God was, uh, God had created me and is calling me to be. And I don't say that like I fully arrived. I say that like I'm on the path just like you. And uh, one of the reasons that I do this podcast is is simply for that. I mean, it's to help men, um, help raise the percentages of men who realize the rewards of of being in long term recovery. Finding a purpose for their life and a purpose for their uh, a purpose for their recovery and a purpose for their life because of their recovery, um, and I you know I'll repeat the one thing that that I say <clears throat> like to say all the time because it it truly does define what my connection with God has meant in my recovery and it's the one thing that that men in recovery want to say but they they won't they don't and they won't. Um, is that it's not in my nature to be powerless. And let me tell you, it's not in your nature to be powerless either. And, uh, you know, that's one of my disclaimers. But before you shut this off, uh, my goal here is to, to help raise your awareness to a new possibility, help you understand you were born in the image and the likeness of a powerful God. And that's why I say it's not in your nature to be powerless. Now, understand what that first step says it says powerless over my addiction does not say powerless over my life. I know that there are things in my life that I'm powerless over. When I was in in the in the grips of active addiction, I, I was powerless because when I put my addiction as my number one priority, um, I I put everything else under that, and a lot of the other stuff I just never made it to because my addiction was my priority. Today, that's not the case. I traded being powerless over my addiction for it being powerless over me, and uh, that's why I am uh, I'm passionate about my recovery. I'm passionate about helping you with yours. You know, I've been on this journey for a couple of decades now, and and uh, God uh, God helped me realize that there was a bigger purpose for me than just clean and sober. And um, you know, He put a message in my heart that that I. Write about my books and in my ebooks, all the digital stuff that I do, the the mastermind groups that I put together. Everything is is about God put some music in 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 my heart that uh, that I work on. Uh, I work on singing on a daily basis. So again, I, I would love to help you uh, become the best and most powerful version of yourself by trading being powerless over your addiction for it being powerless over you and your family. So again, this is Powerless Powerful, the number one positive side of addiction podcast. And today we are going to, I'm going to jump into what is going to sound like a controversial topic, but when you understand what I'm talking about and why I'm talking about it, you will, uh, you'll hopefully uh, see what I'm, see what I, I mean. And when I say, you know, raising your awareness to a new possibility, you know, a, a way, I, one of the phrases that I like to use, you know, when I wrote the book Powerless to Powerful, I called it the great awakening of the masculine soul. You know, the word awakening means that I open up to something that's already there. And that that really kind of ties in 
with what I'm going to talk about today. The topic of, of today's edition of the podcast is God's grace, why it is not enough. God's grace, why it is not enough. So let me begin with a question. You've been around for, for a while. I, I just, you know, I just told you, I, I've, I got going on this journey back on July 29th, 1999. Um, haven't, haven't found the need to relapse or change, change the course. Um, you know, this is something that I'm, um, I'm passionate about my recovery. I, I made a decision and I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute as well, because it's one of the things that I love, man, I just, I, I harp on all the time. This whole thing about understanding powerlessness and the power in the word decision. I made a decision back on July 29th, 1999, that, that I made a decision about my life in recovery. And the word decision means to cut off all other options. I cut off all other options other than staying clean and sober. And that means in the face of anything. Death of a loved one, bankruptcy, divorce, um, flood, cancer. I mean, I've been off, been through all of those. Life's been tough at, at times. But I've stayed the course because when my counselor asked me if I was willing to do whatever it took, and I said, yes, what is whatever it takes me, right? So... Again, I've been on this journey for a couple of decades, and so I've heard this said many times. So again, I'm going to begin with a question. How many times have you heard the phrase, clean and sober by the grace of God? You know, I see it all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I hear it at meetings, you know, two years, clean and sober by the grace of God. Ten years, clean and sober by the grace of God. Two weeks, clean and sober by the grace of God. And I get that. But the, here's why I'm going to tell you God's grace is not enough. So let's talk about that. The definition of the word grace. Grace is the free and unmerited favor of God. The free and unmerited favor of God. Let me tell you, that, that free and unmerited part means it's available to everyone. You know, one of the things that you'll hear the longer you stick around recovery is why one person gets it and why one, one person doesn't. You know, my, one of my earliest sponsors helped me realize that I was going to be an example of one or two kinds of people, either somebody that recovery worked for or somebody that recovery didn't work for, and the choice was mine. Grace is the free and unmerited favor of God, and it's available to everyone. You know, why do some people find recovery and why do some people not find recovery? It's not because the opportunity is not out there. God's grace is, is, a, is actually a two-part formula to have God's grace work for you in your recovery and in any, any area of your life, right? When I talk about becoming the best and most powerful version of me and... Um, the fact that, that it's not in my nature to be powerless, that's part of the two-part formula. Part number one is the giving part, the granting part, the free and unmerited favor part. That's God's part. It means I didn't have to do anything to be worthy of it, and neither did you. 
Your creator brought you into this world worthy. Now, I know for me, some of the decisions that I, that I made regarding my addiction had me feeling unworthy. That did not mean I was unworthy. I may have felt unworthy, but I am not unworthy. That's God's choice, not mine. Worthiness is part of God's grace. That is the free and unmerited part. You didn't have to do anything to be worthy of that grace. The second part is your part. It's the receiving part. Accepting God's grace, first and foremost, is you knowing that you are worthy of that grace. You know, so many of us come to make it to recovery with our tail tucked between our legs, right? We think we have a worthiness issue. We do not have a worthiness issue. We have an image issue. We feel bad about who we are because of what we did. We're on a roll making bad choices, and we feel bad because of the bad choices. That's an image issue. That's not a worth issue. Worthiness is a feeling. You were born in the image and likeness of a powerful creator. That's why I say it's not in your nature to be powerless. And it's not in your nature to be anything other than powerful in the image and, image and likeness of God. But when it comes to recovery, here's what you have to understand. God's grace puts you on the path. The actions required to travel that path, they are up to you. Think about that for a second. When it comes to recovery, God's grace puts you on that path. And I, and I just said a second ago, that path is open to anybody. The actions required to travel that path are up to you. The same information that has kept me on the positive side of my addiction for over a couple of decades now is the same information, and, and I guess I'll just go ahead and throw him under the bus, as, as my roommate was in treatment, who didn't make it three months. He had all the same opportunities I had. It's what he did with that opportunity. It's what I did with my opportunity. And there's nothing special about me. I just made different decisions. God's grace puts you on the path. The actions required to travel that path are up to you. God put me on the path, but he didn't do my part. I can't do his and he won't do mine. God didn't go to meetings. I did. God didn't get a sponsor. I did. God didn't work the steps. I did. God didn't write the book that I wrote. I did. God didn't create the courses that I create to help men win at the game of recovery so that they can win at the game of life because of recovery. I created those. Now, let me tell you, before you say, oh, Mark, you got a huge ego. Well, no, I don't. I've learned to put that behind me as well. The message in everything that I do is God's message. I just put a unique twist on it. God doesn't do this podcast. 
but he is the purpose, the reason, the vision behind this podcast. When you hear me say, I'm a more powerful me, I always finish that with, because of a most powerful him. He's the power behind everything that I do. When I turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood him in in step number three, not only did I turn my will and my life over to the God that I understood, but I turned that my will and my life over to the God that's beyond my understanding. That's the one who took me down a different path. The obedience of traveling that path and the actions required to stay on that path are mine. So what separates the unsuccessful from the, from, from the successful? Understand this. God, first and foremost, is waiting on you to make a decision. I used that word just a second ago. The word decision means to cut off all other options. And let me tell you, my brother, not making a decision about your recovery is making a decision about your addiction. If you're going to write down anything in this podcast edition, write that down. Not making a decision about your recovery is making a decision about your addiction. If you follow anything that I do, you'll hear me with this quote constantly. William Hutchison Murray, this is my absolute favorite quote. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back always ineffectiveness. Now, and I want you to I want you to think about this as it relates to your word to, to the word decision about have you made a decision about your recovery or are you allowing your addiction to be the the, 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 the thing that dominates your life? Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back. Always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plants. Now notice, I'm going to stop here for a second. I'm going to use the word ignorant. The ignorance of which. Ignorance is not a judgment of somebody. Ignorance means that they simply don't know. But not knowing and not learning what it takes to go discover it, that's personal responsibility. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. And here it is. That the moment one commits oneself, then providence moves to. And if you need a definition, providence is God. It's a capital P. that the, the moment one commits oneself. So let me, let me fill in a couple of words here. That the moment one commits oneself to their life in recovery, then providence moves to. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. If I didn't commit myself and I didn't make a decision, these things aren't going to happen. But when, I, when you hear me say that God's waiting for you to make a decision... When you make a decision, then God moves. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. Right? God's grace. The free and unmerited favor of God are the sorts of things that occur 
to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamt would come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Again, the author of the quote, William Hutchison Murray. All right, so I'm going to read it one more time without my commentary. Here's the, here's the full quote. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decisions, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance which no man could have dreamt would come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Everyone is blessed with an opportunity to be on the path. Now, I, I don't know why some people get multiple opportunities. I don't know why. I, 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 that's the God beyond my understanding. The problem is that everyone is blessed with an opportunity to be on the path. You just don't know how many bad decisions you get to make before the path ends. Because success in recovery is just like success in anything else in life. It's not for those who need it or even those who want it. It's for those who do it. It's for those who get off their ass and are willing to do what most won't to have what most don't. It's all about action. You act your way into right thinking, not the other way around. Because you, you can sit on the couch and think about it all day long. And never get anywhere. So when I talk about the free and unmerited favor of God, let me throw in here, this is something I created that's in uh, all of the programs um, that I create. It's helping, helping men understand the four parts of prayer. Right? We think that prayer is just about getting on our knees or laying in bed or, you know, painting ourselves into a corner and saying, oh, God, help me. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I've said the foxhole prayers. But there are actually four parts of prayer. Number one is the asking or the requesting. Number two is the listening for the answer. Most people never slow down long enough to listen to God. I know when I was in treatment, my counselor had me go write out the 10 attributes of the man that I aspired to be, and I had to go to the chapel and do that. And he said, and when you get stuck, I want you to sit still and listen to God. Don't ask him for anything. You've been asking him for too much for too long. Sit still and listen to him. And, and that I did that. And I don't know whether I was over there you know, 30 minutes or three hours, but, but I... I asked God, and then I listened to God, and I know that was my first go at meditation, the learning to listen. The first part is the asking or the requesting. The second part is the listening part. And, and that, I'm telling you, that is a learned behavior. 
We got to get out of our own way and learn to listen to God. And and most of the time, that awareness comes when we are silent, when we will give God a moment of the day and learn to listen. And and a lot of times, it's not going to be God speaking in your ear saying, Mark, go do this. It's going to be the awareness of something somebody said, something that I read, something I saw online, something that I, it, the answer to the, the listening part of this may be the awakening to something I had heard in the past that I never realized how important it was in my present. So the four parts of prayer, number one is the asking or requesting. Number two is the listening. Number three, and I just talked about it. It's the action. Prayers are answered through your action. And I'll use a real I'll use a real simple example here. If you pray to win the lottery, you better go buy a lottery ticket. Right? Now I'm not going to tell you that that works or doesn't work. I'd love to think that it would, and I could start praying for the to hit the lottery today. But it it wouldn't do me any good to to pray. God, I really need to win whatever it is, and then me not go spend two bucks on a lottery ticket. And, and that, again, and I know that's a that's a really I want to keep the 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 example really simple. And it can be asking for God. God, I need to learn how to have more patience. I'm not going to get the patience. I'm going to get an opportunity to practice the patience in all of my affairs. If you ask for patience or forgiveness, you're not going to be granted those things. You're going to be put on the path to learn how to practice those in all of your affairs. The asking, the requesting, the listening, the action, and number four is the thanking and the gratitude. Thank you, God, for putting me on the path. And back to Murray's quote. Thank you, God, for all sorts of things that have occurred to help me that would have never otherwise occurred. Think about that. Thank you, God, for the whole stream of events that issued from my decision, raising in my favor all manner of unforeseen stuff that I never saw coming my way. And understanding that this four-part prayer formula, it's a circle. One leads to two, right? The asking leads to listening. Two leads to three. The listening leads to the action. Three leads to four. The action leads to the thing to be grateful for. And guess what? Four leads back to number one. The more you're grateful for, the more you will be given an opportunity to be grateful for. And let me give you a little hint here. Most of you are asking for too little in your prayer. The great dream giver would love for you to up the game. But again, you got to be willing to do what most want to have what most don't. You want better relationships? God will give you an opportunity to do that. But you got to take the actions. You want to make more money? Guess what? You you've got there's plenty of opportunities out there. Physical health, you know, I talk about the eight key areas every modern man must master. It begins with personal growth. 
comes full circle to number eight is spiritual connection and life's purpose and includes everything in between. Relationships, finances, physical wellness, mental clarity, nutrition, and recreation. So hopefully that has helped you understand a little more about God's grace and why I say it's not enough. Your God's grace and your willingness to act on the path is a powerful formula for you to trade being powerless over your addiction for it being powerless over you and your family and the world around you. Greatest example that you can be just like my, one of my early sponsors said, is to be an example of somebody that this works for. Right? I can go learn all of the sayings and all the books, and I can go tell somebody, oh, don't use and go to a meeting. That's all you got to do. And don't read anything unless it's conference-approved literature. And I can repeat all that. There are plenty of men that repeat all of that stuff. Does it work? Absolutely. But for me... There was a lot more to it than just don't use and go to a meeting. There was a lot more to it than just reading conference-approved literature. Don't limit yourself. When you hear me say that that the definition of the word beliefs is an acceptance that something is true, don't get caught up in having a limiting belief system that everything that you need to know about being successful in your life because of your recovery, that any one program holds a monopoly on that information. There is no monopoly held on living a principle-based life and connecting your heart with the heart of God to become the best and most powerful version of you. I use the principles in NA, AA, celebrate recovery. I mean, fill in the blank. None of those programs hold a monopoly on the getting better part because they're all based on one thing, spiritual connection through a principle-based way of life. In a principle, the definition of the word principle, an undeniable truth. The word belief and acceptance that something is true. Too many men give their uh, keep themselves stuck in active addiction because of their belief system, and way too many men stay stuck in their recovery because of their limited belief system about what is possible for them. Raise your awareness to a new possibility because when you do and you learn to have a powerful, positive belief system, you can use your recovery. You know, one of the things I say all the time, if I want to be a a message for anything, is that if you're willing to do what it takes to change your body, your mind, and your spirit to get over an addiction, you, my brother, can accomplish anything. God's grace puts you on the path. Your part of it is to get your butt moving on the path. Come willing to do what most men want to have what most men don't. And when you make a decision, and I'm not, I'm the decision about your recovery, what about a decision about my relationships? 
At the moment Mark commits himself to better relationships, then Providence moves too. All sorts of things occur that would help Mark that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision that Mark made about his relationships raising in Mark's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which Mark could have never dreamt would have come his way. So, that's the end of Powerless to Powerful edition about God's grace and why it's not enough. God's grace is powerful. You join your actions with God's grace and it is a, uh, it's a formula for success in any area of your life. So, w- what to do? Go to PowerlessToPowerful.com, www.PowerlessToPowerful.com. Check out the information. I created a new resource. Um a seven-step plan for a more powerful recovery. You can get your free um, free copy of that there. And, you know, if you want to join yourself with men who are powerful in all of the eight key areas that every man must master, check out the uh, the information about the, uh, the 2.0 Men's Mastermind membership. You can find out, again, all of that at PowerlessToPowerful.com. It's just seven bucks a month, right? It costs less money than that costs you more money to drive to a meeting and put a couple of bucks than to have all of the resources that we're putting in the Men's Mastermind membership. Videos, stuff to download, um, all kinds of cool stuff. So that is the end of this edition of Powerless to Powerful, the number one positive side of addiction podcast for men. This is Mark Mascola telling you to go out and be powerful in all you do. Have a great day wherever you are in the world. You absolutely deserve it. Bye for now.